Saladin sends me presents of fruit and snow when I am sick, and now his brother decorates you with his jewels. Yet with our armies do we both lock in deadly combat, watering the land with a rain of blood, and the noise of thunder is drowned in the shouts of dying men. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on a quick trip through space and time. My name is Caleb. And I'm Mac. And this is a podcast where a Doctor Who veteran and a Doctor Who beginner go through each episode of Doctor Who and give their thoughts on it. And this week we will be watching The Crusade. The Crusade was written by David Whitaker, directed by Douglas Camfield, and produced, as always, by Verity Lambert. It debuted March 27th, 1965, all the way to April 17th, 1965. Caleb, I have some bad news for you. Do you recognize the name David Whitaker? Yes. He's the one who wrote The Edge of Destruction and The Rescue. Okay. And he's got four episodes. This one's got four episodes. So maybe now that he has, like, some space to actually work, maybe he can write a halfway decent episode. Don't count on it. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we will be listening to this one because this is one of the episodes that, that is not available. I don't think there's a DVD. And there's uh, definitely it's definitely not on Breadbox. But it is in our collection that we have. So we haven't had to do this since Marco Polo, right? Yeah, not since Marco Polo. This is only the second one we've had to listen to. So, Caleb, given everything you know about Doctor Who and given the title The Crusade, what do you think this episode's going to be about? I believe it's going to be about The Crusades. If you've seen, if you haven't seen the movie The Kingdom, it'll be like that, where the travelers will get involved in a bloody conflict to defend the Holy Land. My prediction is they will be on the front lines massacring people. <laughs> Bart will probably say something like, "This time period is more complicated than you think it is." Caleb, if we've learned anything from the Romans, they will not be on the front line massacring people. They're just going to. See, my prediction is that this episode is going to be about them coming up with the idea of doing the Crusades and being <laughs> indirectly responsible for the slaughter of millions. Okay, you know what? I would, that wouldn't surprise me. But Matt, can't you just let me dream? Can't you just Sorry. let me pretend that this show is going to get hyper-violent for no reason? That doesn't happen till later. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, there are so many mysteries about this show. <laughs> okay, so with that, we will see you all in the future. Let's get going. And we're back. Maybe just been a couple seconds for you, but it was, what was it? Five days? Four days? Four days. Wow. Four days, four episodes. That's actually pretty good for us. We did that pretty quick. Yeah. The uh, the time that it took for us to do the intro to this episode uh, will mirror what this episode is going to be. Because <laughs> we're both at a kind of a loss. Yeah. Yeah, that's one way to put it. yeah so caleb just general general feelings and thoughts what'd you think of the crusade my general thoughts were even if i was watching it even after i read the summary on like 
wiki fandom. I still do not... A, I don't like the episode, and I did not follow along with it at all in the reading. I I didn't really... I didn't like it either. There may have been, like, one or two things that I did appreciate, but, man, this was this was a rough one for a multitude of reasons. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we'll get into discussing that. Right after uh, we tell the good people what happened in the episode first. Oh, yeah. I guess I should read the summary, huh? I mean, I guess. I have a, I have a whole separate monitor I'm looking at this on now, and I always thought my descriptions were super long, but now I'm like, wow, that's only like two paragraphs. <laughs> I'm usually reading it off my phone. <laughs> All right. Episode one is The Lion. The TARDIS appears in the middle of a forest. Before the companions emerge, we see King Richard the Lionheart and have a good chat. Suddenly, they are attacked by... Saracens? I, I, I couldn't understand what they were. I'm going to say Saracens. The violence, spilled over, the violence spills over into the area with the travelers, and Barbara is captured by the attackers and taken hostage. Ian, Vicky, and the doctor encounter William de Turnabo and look after him after he was wounded in the fight. Another man, I'm going to butcher this name too, William de Pra, is captured by Saracens after lying and saying he is King Richard. Seeing no other options, the travelers take Turnaboo back to Richard's court, hoping the king will help him will help them find Barbara. In the Saracen camp, Depru tells Barbara of his ruse and asks her to play the part of Joanna, Richard's sister. Elakir appears and tells them they are being taken to Safadin, the brother of Saladin. The doctor and Vicky go to Jaffa and steal some clothes, but it's okay because they were already stolen. Barb and Dupra are taken before Safadin, who immediately sees through their obvious lie. Saladin appears as Elakir muses about how to torture them, but Saladin decides to give them free reign of the camp when Barbara says she would prefer not to be tortured. The travelers ask Richard for help when they arrive at his court, but he refuses. How'd you love me butchering every name in the... <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and get something out of the way real quick. I'm not familiar with this time period, like, at all. I'm assuming... You're not. No, not even remotely. Um, so it's going to be like me when I watch The Reign of Terror, only it's going to be both of us. <laughs> <laughs> because the entire extent of my knowledge of this time period is basically Assassin's Creed 1. <laughs> my, my understanding of this conflict period at all is like literally crusade memes, and that's it. <laughs> I'm entirely fueled by meme culture on this topic. Yeah, so it will be... A lot of us mispronouncing names and a lot of us just having a general no idea what the fuck we're talking about. We're just going to put that out there right now. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know what to say other than all the names. Well, and like, I, had, I had a hard time. So I, like I said, I have goldfish brain. So this format is hard for me already. Like sitting mm -hmm. here, like trying to listen to the episodes. Like I, I really struggled following along. And that was compounded by the fact that I don't know why, but the audio in these stories seems to be worse in quality than every other episode of Doctor Who we've watched. Because I had I had a similar experience. I also had difficulty following along. So this was kind of the first episode ever in which I was listening to the story and also following along on the wiki. <laughs> <laughs> I was like reading what was happening as I was listening to it. And yeah, it's probably 
a matter of like where they may have gotten their audio recordings who knows because there's two episodes that are still available i noticed that the audio quality was bad in some places but better in others and I suspect maybe the episodes that still survive maybe have a better sound quality than the ones that don't. I can see that. Because only the first and third episode are still out and about. Yeah, and it's particularly bad in episode four. Yeah, and that was very difficult for me to follow in episode four. But um, talking about this episode specifically, I will give it this. As someone who has been editing all the episodes, I noticed that a recurring complaint of yours is that the first episode is always very meandery and the story doesn't really pick up until later and um i noticed in this episode that was not the case because they left the tardis and then was immediately ambushed by saracen warriors and barbara was immediately kidnapped so like right out of the gate shit hit the fan <laughs> that is true we kind of hit the ground running in this episode and like they ain't fuck around <laughs> which also brings us to another uh downside to this audio format the action scenes are really hard to follow <laughs> really really hard to follow like i know that based on previous episodes the action scenes wouldn't have been really anything to write home about in particular but this was just stuff <laughs> yeah and on the note of Barbara getting kidnapped, are you as tired of Barbara getting kidnapped as I am? This is the third time in three history episodes. No, one of the episodes was a sci-fi episode. Because in Web Planet, let's... She doesn't really get kidnapped in Web Planet. I mean, she does. She gets kidnapped by the uh, Monoptera. By that reasoning, everyone is kidnapped in that episode. And then immediately kidnapped by the Zarbi. She's kidnapped by two different people. <laughs> uh, but I am getting irritated by Barbara kind of getting just like stuck in the mud, so to yeah. speak. Because we, we had the web planet. Then before that was the Romans. Don't need to go over what happened to her in the Romans. Uh, rescue was fine. Dalek invasion of Earth was pretty much fine. I think it wasn't until like much later that they got captured by Daleks. Reign of Terror was almost executed. I'm tired of the plot point of Barbara constantly getting kidnapped. She just kind of gets the shit kicked out of her anytime it's a historical, I'm noticing. And there's this recurring vibe that she might be sexually assaulted. Oh, especially later. Especially later in this story. I have yeah. about that. It's really bad. Um, and uh, yeah, it's lazy. And yeah. at this point, kind of boring. Yeah. Vicky doesn't get kidnapped. I feel like she's too feisty to get kidnapped but like it's just for some reason now that susan's not around it entirely falls upon barbara and she's it's not cool <laughs> it's really not i know it came out in 1965 but that doesn't make it that doesn't make it a good excuse yeah and i'm not gonna lie mac uh, with the exception of maybe the rain and terror i don't like the historical episodes i liked the aztecs uh, you like the aztecs more than i liked it i like the fighting yeah. And you liked the Reign of Terror more than I did, so I think we're about <laughs> I think we're about even in terms of the historicals that we like. But I don't like them. Uh, by and large, a lot of times they're the same plot. Yeah. Do you want Do you want me to tell you something that might? It's like slightly spoilery, but it's it might put your mind at ease a little bit. Do they Do they kind of ditch the historical thing for a little bit? They kind of ditch the historical thing after a while. 
any episode that does have historical at a certain point usually has some sort of sci-fi element thrown in. Okay. Thank God. Because I'm I'm kind of with you there. I think I'm I'm getting really really sick of the historicals as well. Or rather I'm sick of what they do with the historicals. I like the idea of just going back in time and being and being in this history. I'm fine with that. It's just that it you're right. It's very formulaic. It seems to hit the same beats every single time. At least we abandon that to some extent later. So again we talk about uh the doctor's absolutely perfectly flawless logic in terms of stealing clothes. <laughs> yeah, I kind of I made kind of like a snarky remark about it in my summary, I think. Doctor, are you sure we should be stealing these clothes? Oh, it's fine. They were stolen first. <laughs> absolutely flawless logic. <laughs> <laughs> and which it, which leads to i'm not sure if it's in this episode or not it all kind of blended together um but they eventually go because these clothes were stolen from uh king richard's court king richard's castle and then they go to king richard's court wearing those clothes which is just like a ballsy move <laughs> <laughs> i think that gets brought up in like the third episode i don't know we'll find out in my description <laughs> And then it cuts to Barbara. They're like, she should be made to walk across hot coals or be put to death. What say you? No. Well, she said no, so... Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) I think my favorite part of that is, like, they kind of go the total opposite direction. They're like, yes, the hot coals, or would you rather be killed? And Barbara's just like, um, neither, preferably... And they're like, okay, how about being able to go wherever you want and do whatever you want to do as long as you don't actually leave? <laughs> Ooh, that one, that one. I want to do that one. <laughs> God, beautiful. Well, what really happens in the moment is that she is brought in because she is thought of as Joanna. So it's like a valuable prize. And then what was his name? Safadine. Uh, Safadine is like, this isn't Joanna. What the fuck? Why did you, why are you wasting my time? And then uh, Ella Kier is like, well, uh, it's not a total loss. You know, we can we can have her uh, we can have her provide entertainment. Uh, she can walk across hot coals until she suffers and dies. Uh, or we can just put put her to death. That'd be more convenient. Let's put her to death. And then Safadine asks Barbara, what do you think of this? And she says, that sounds like the punishment for a fool. And he says, I agree, and there's only one fool here. And he's like uh, indicating towards Elek here. It's more of a, I'm sorry that my subordinate is an idiot. You're good. But we also can't let you go because that would be bad. So just just don't fuck over anything and you can you can do what you want. So like, I guess, but it's still really dumb. <laughs> yeah, like I understand like he's like reprimanding Elek here, but like it's still weird in the sense of like, you know, well, if you're the slaves, you're obviously Anglo-Saxon, so you're of the enemy. You can do whatever you want as long as you don't leave, though. It's crazy logic. Yeah. I feel like there's a line between treating your prisoners of war with respect and also just complete disregard for anything they may or may not. Like, these guys could be spies. They could easily be Richard spies. It's <laughs> just like, nah, you get free reign of the camp. It's okay. This is something that we haven't really brought up yet, but it's probably yeah, it's worth mentioning. This is another historical episode that I'm kind of glad is not in picture. What, what do you mean, Caleb? I couldn't possibly 
guess as to what you might be alluding to. <laughs> the really aggressive brown face that's definitely happening in this episode. It's definitely happening. And remember in Marco Polo where I was like, well, at least they're not putting on bad accents. Yeah, they <laughs> they put on bad accents in this one. <laughs> someone someone watched Marco Polo and they're like, I don't understand. Why aren't they doing funny voices? <laughs> Next time we do this, there's got to be funny voices. I know that they didn't do French accents in Reign of Terror, but surely we should be doing vaguely Indian accents here, right? Of course we should. That only makes sense. I think they're Arab. I know, but like, tell them that. <laughs> oh, good point. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> good point yeah it's very cringe uh, the worst is uh the thief i think he's in the third episode oh yikes uh, he's bad yikes <laughs> wow doofa that one's good that one's bad in this in this scene barbara is um is being interrogated and safadine is like how did you come how did you come here how did you get here and she says we arrived in the wood he says ah you rode into the wood she says no you walked in. No, not that either. And then she like goes on to like explain that, oh, we're time travelers. We just came back from the planet of Vortis. And then before that, we were in ancient Roman times. And then before that, I was like, Barbara, 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 for the love of God, just say you walked in. Why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> At the very least, you'll be seen as mad and then probably be put to death. She lucks the fuck out in that uh, Safadine is like, oh, you're a performer. I see. Okay, cool. In that case, you'll be able to perform for us later tonight. So, like, she lucked the fuck out because otherwise he would have been like, ah, you're crazy. Time to put you to the sword. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> She was going on, and the whole time I was like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Her and Susan both, they really they really suck at this whole staying undercover thing. Ian's also bad about it, but not in this episode. But <laughs> there have been times where he's been like, I flew here in a box. I can only remember him doing that once, and that was during Reign of Terror, when he was like being chained up by Leon, and he was like, you're not going to believe me. Leon's like try me he's like no seriously you're not gonna believe me don't pl don't play me for a fool try me okay we came here in a uh, uh alien box that travels through time and space and I'm from the mid 20th century I see you're playing me for a fool still like at least he had like a you're not gonna believe me <laughs> that's moment. true I guess instead of just going straight into oh yeah no we just came from the planet Vortis it's great it was great there were ants <laughs> there were ants they had really high-pitched things. We got attacked by tentacles. It was an amazing time. I hate it, but that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> all right. This really does just feel like such a by-the-books. It's not as meandery because they were like, okay, we need to check this these boxes real quick. Mm -hmm. Okay, we checked the Barbara's kidnapped thing. Uh, now we're going into the Ian becoming a warrior thing and the Doctor and Vicky meeting up with a powerful historical figure in the court thing and it's just it's very dull because we've seen it all before and better mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah and we've definitely seen it better that's for true that's for true let me see should i just read episode two's description make it so the night of jaffa the doctor convinces richard to change his mind about helping them find barbara the king asks the doctor to join his court but they are interrupted by the real joanna 
Alec here is mad at Barbara and wants revenge, and the merchant Luigi Farigo agrees to help him. He pretends to help Barbara escape, but brings her straight to Alec here, who takes her to Lida, Lida, I don't know. Joanna becomes friends with the doctor and a disguised Vicky, but they are accused of theft, and rightly so. However, the original thief is caught and the doctor is forgiven. Ian is knighted and sent to Saladin's court to retrieve Barbara and Dupra. Luigi is killed by Saladin when he admits he helped Alec here. Meanwhile, Barbara has gotten away from him, but a hand reaches out and grabs her as she escapes. Uh, the be very beginning of this episode, the doctor proves once again that he knows exactly how to manipulate uh, an inflated ego. Mm-hmm. And he manipulate. I don't remember specifically how he does it. I feel bad that I can't remember. I watched it just like, I listened to it. Oh, yeah, okay, no, I remember now. He talks up like how embarrassed Saladin will feel when it's like revealed, no, you don't really have King Richard, you fool. Just like plays to the ego of having a one-up over Saladin in order to get him to agree that yes, yes, you're right, we should do, we should do a prisoner exchange, we should help your friend. Um, I also really like that Vicky completely backs up his play just like in the moment and it just really drives home how much I love the relationship between Doctor and Vicky of her just being like having his back in all the cons that he's constantly trying to play. Yeah. Was I the only one that thought was weird that they dressed Vicky up as a boy? It makes sense, but uh, I'm assuming, uh, did they explain why he was trying to protect her? It sounded vaguely sexual assaulty. <laughs> Yeah, basically, because I think this is actually, this was actually like a relatively common practice at the time of like young women dressing as boys while traveling on the road, specifically to avoid being assaulted. I feel like it, that's a, that's a believable story. The actual story is that the clothes, the clothes that he stole probably didn't have any dresses. So it's like, you're gonna have to wear these boys clothes. And she was just like, okay, I'm from like the 23rd century what do i care about gendered clothes <laughs> <laughs> what are boys clothes uh, again i couldn't follow along with like literally anything happening so i think of all the episodes this one and this is saying a lot this one had the least going on yeah because it's just kind of them trying to decide what to do next and just spending time where they're already at nothing really changes a whole lot mm-hmm <laughs> The only thing that really changes is Barbara gets away from the camp. But otherwise, unless you count Ian being knighted for no reason. As. Yeah, Ian was knighted so that he could talk with some authority on behalf of King Richard. And I'm just saying, like, if I got knighted by King Richard, I would absolutely refer to myself as Sir all the goddamn time. It's <laughs> like, regardless of what time period we're in, like, they go forward into, like, the 24th century, and they're like, who are you? Ah, yes, hello, I'm Sir Ian Chesterton of Jaffa. <laughs> <laughs> Which also led me to the thought, I wonder how much that, like, holds up legally. If and when they do get back to their own time period, do you think he could actually, like, write out all of his paperwork as Sir Ian? Like, do they keep a record of all the people who have been knighted? I very much doubt that, especially when it's just, like, a, it's in the middle of a war zone. And they're like, yeah, I need you to go do this. And also, it was 800 years ago. <laughs> um, if... Ian was like, yes, I was knighted by Sir, uh, or by King Richard. They'd be like, that's great. The cell's over here. <laughs> Absolutely nothing happens this episode. I, I do like the moment where the doctor gets out of being accused of the crime of theft 
by basically just passing the buck to other people. Like, they're accused of, of theft by uh, the Chamberlain, who's also in the court, and also by the shopkeeper. But then the man who originally stole the clothes from the from the court is revealed to be under the Chamberlain's command. And so it's like, how could, I mean, how could I have stolen it if it wasn't already stolen? And they're like, hey, yeah. It's like, I, I didn't, I didn't steal it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Shopkeeper. I, I apologize. But how could I have known that this was from this palace? And, the, and so like the Chamberlain gets in trouble because the guy who was working for him is the one who stole the clothes. And it's just like all completely shifted blame. I was just like, he rolled another natural 20 on his persuasion <laughs> the doctor has weighted dice <laughs> he really does and uh they pronounce the word harem as harem harem and that's the last note i have for that episode <laughs> <laughs> i was so desperate for notes i just wrote harem in, in quotation marks oh <laughs> uh, well, i guess i'll read the third description this is gonna be the shortest fucking episode ever continue <laughs> uh, i i know crazy we are only half an hour into raw recording for this episode specifically and we are halfway through so <laughs> yeah they usually take us about 20 minutes to record for each episode and god like we probably have like five or six minutes of just setting up yeah <laughs> so we're just we're just going through, and, and most of this was dedicated to the first episode so no kidding uh all right the wheel of fortune <laughs> barbara is rescued by a man named harun Adin. Joanna finds out about Vicky's true identity and promises to protect her. Harun goes to scout, leaving his only living daughter, Safiya, with Barbara. Two guards appear to search the house, and Barbara is caught trying to escape. Ian is attacked by bandits and knocked out on his way to rescue Barb. The king and the doctor argue with the Earl of Leicester about how to handle the situation in Jaffa. When Joanna realizes she is being married off, she is understandably pissed about it. The king blames the doctor for her reaction and orders him to go away. Barb is brought back to Alakir, who promises her a slow death. Apparently, in the original script, it implied some incestuous relationships between uh, Richard and Joanna. Uh, but William Hartnell was so disgusted by it that he uh, demanded that they change it. But if you listen to the dialogue between Richard and Joanna... It feels like they didn't scrub hard enough because <laughs> I was like, that is a pair of royal siblings who are absolutely fucking right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could I could see that when um when I had goldfish brain and I wasn't fully comprehending the scenes, I would hear them talking and I was like, oh, yeah, that's the queen. And then I'd say Joanna. I'm like, oh, no, that's not the queen. <laughs> the only thing I really have to say on this episode is uh. Harun, like before he leaves, he gives Barbara a knife and he basically tells her, don't be afraid to use it. They're the bad guys. Uh, and then she has a chance to do it and then doesn't. I was like, Barbara, just stab that guy. What he implied with the giving her the knife was if they show up, because I, I, I have a note about this where it's basically like, Okay, so I'm going out for a bit, and oh, by the way, if Elakir comes by, uh, please kill my daughter and then yourself. Bye! Oh, yeah, I guess that's what he said. Uh, also, fun fact, King Richard is played by Julian Glover, who you may or may not know from a variety of things, but 
hilariously enough, he plays the main villain in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Not saying he was typecast, but <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Okay, so there was a moment that I find endlessly fascinating and I would like to discuss it a little bit because there's a point where the doctor is like, okay, I need to go do something. Vicky, you stay here with Joanna and I'll be I'll be back. And Vicky kind of like panics. She like panics at the idea that the doctor might leave her behind. It's like you're not you're not going to you're not going to go off without me. Why why can't I come with you? Why 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 would you why would you leave without me? And she's he's just like child 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 it's okay. I'll be back. Don't worry. Man, she has some very unresolved issues from the rescue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh the last time one of my father figures um uh, uh left me, he died. So, um could you please Please not leave me. Please don't. I'm begging you. And it's just like, oh, oh, Vicky. Oh, sweetheart. I'm sorry. Yeah. Good character moment. Somewhere, one of these writers is actually thinking about how these characters think and feel about things. Somewhere, someone introduced the character of Vicky and they're like, oh, we can, you mean we can give these people personalities? Fuck. I didn't know you could do that. Meanwhile, the guy in charge of Ian's arc forgot he's a chemistry teacher. Ian could be replaced with a cardboard cutout of William Russell. And as long as you occasionally whack some of the bad guys with the cardboard cutout, nothing would change. Yeah. I don't have any of the dialogue written down specifically, but there's, there's a moment in the court where the doctor and the uh, Earl of Leicester, Leicester, whatever that was, were like going back and forth, basically talking about how the other one isn't shit and how the, the king should listen to them and it was just like a really good verbal fencing fencing match it's like someone was flexing some creative writing degree muscles when writing this dialogue it's just that nobody extended it past the actual story just this moment (laughs) (laughs) there was one guy in charge of writing that scene and he did really well then he got coffee Um, and then he got on his horse and rode off into the sunset, never to be heard from again. Basically. This was when I wrote the note of, I am, it feels like Barbara always gets the fucking worst of it in historicals. An unearthly child, she was bad for everyone. Nobody ever believes her in anything that she says in Marco Polo. And I'm pretty sure she is kidnapped at one point in that story. Aztecs is fine, she's a god. Reign of Terror, she's immediately thrown in jail and almost executed. And I don't need to bring up the Romans again. It's just, she cannot catch a break, and I'm getting kind of sick of it. Yeah. My next note is, I'm worried I don't have a whole lot to say during these during this story. Moving on. <laughs> I hope um, Caleb has a lot to say. Next note yeah, is, Caleb's really letting me down. <laughs> I was like, well, I was, I was having a similar situation in Reign of Terror, and he loved that one, so maybe... No. No. no you let me down again, Caleb. What the fuck? Always. Always. Yeah, this episode's audio quality overall is better, but it's really when I started to notice how bad the audio was. Um, because when Joanna is arguing with Richard in, and they start to yell, the the mics are like clipping really bad, and I'm like, I cannot hear anything. I had no fucking clue what is being said. Yeah, agreed. That's actually the only note I wrote down at all, audience, for this entire story was, I have no fucking idea what anyone is saying. <laughs> <laughs> I made a note that much like in the Romans, 
the doctor and Vicky are just like living it up in court while Eden and Barbara are just repeatedly getting the shit kicked out of them. Is it this episode that he got kidnapped by the... He he gets knocked out in this episode. It's the next episode where like he talks to Ibrahim. Ibrahim? Ibrahim, yeah. It's real. It's really rough. <laughs> because when, when Ibrahim started talking, my ears perked up. I was like, wow, that is racist. <laughs> wow, <laughs> what a racist character. Awesome. One thing that I will say in favor of the Crusade, I like how this British television show is not portraying Richard as like this paragon of righteousness and Saladin as some barbarian. Both men are portrayed as generally honorable if flawed, and I'm kind of surprised by how human both of their portrayals are. Because given that it is a British show in the 1960s, I was expecting it to be like King Richard being seen as a superhero fighting the uh, Saracen hordes, you know? That's interesting that you kind of see them as like mostly good but flawed, whereas uh, from what I remember, they're just kind of assholes. (laughs) I kind of hated both of them. (laughs) Richard was definitely more of an asshole than Saladin, which was also surprising for the same reason, because he kind of like exploded anytime someone disagreed with him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really just saw the tyrant side of uh, Richard, but as we've established, I have goldfish brain, and it's like impossible for me to comprehend what's happening. There, there was definitely plenty of tyrant scenes, so I absolutely understand. But there were also scenes where he was taking counsel, even if he didn't necessarily follow it, which to me is the sign of a of a decent leader. It's like you actually like listen to the people around you. But yeah. That's it. That's all my notes for that episode. That's it. All right. Here it is. This is going to be the easiest fucking episode to edit. I tell you. <laughs> Just burning through it, baby. <laughs> I can get this one done in an afternoon. It'll be awesome. <laughs> uh, all right. I guess we'll do episode four. The Warlords. Surprisingly little war. Spoiler. Elakir offers Barbara up to his guards, but she knocks some gold over and escapes. She is saved from capture by Elakir's harem. Ian awakens with his hands and feet tied by a, nam- by a man named Ibrahim. The thief wants Ian to pay him a ransom, which is a really convoluted way of robbing him. He rubs honey on Ian's face, hoping to get some ants to eat him. Leicester accuses the doctor and Vicky of treason, but the king appears and dispels the situation. He believes Leicester, er- Leicester informed. I say it different every time. Leicester informed Joanne of his plans and apologizes to the doctor. Things are getting sticky, so Vicky and the doctor decide to go back to the TARDIS. Ian tells Ibrahim that the money is in his boot. When the thief unbinds him, Ian knocks him over and escapes. He forces the thief to take him to Lida. Elakir discovers Barbara hiding in the harem, but is killed by Harun's daughter. Ian arrives and helps the women escape. Leicester tries to ambush the doctor and Vicky, but Ian uses his fancy new title to get them out of danger. Back on the TARDIS, something is going wrong. All of the travelers are frozen in place as the TARDIS continues traveling to their new destination. Elakir is not necessarily the best villain we've had by like a writing or interest standpoint. He's kind of boring, all things considered. I would list him as the most despicable villain we've had so far. Yeah. Because the episode basically starts with, hey guys, here's this female prisoner that I just recently got. Do what you want to do with what you would normally do with the female prisoner. And I was just like, I just like 
paused it and I was like, cool, 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 and they're like, have you seen this woman? And all of them are like, no, no, don't know what you're talking about. No, no, I, there, there's, there's women here. I had no idea. <laughs> Who knows? And uh, just like women looking out for women. Always good to see. Yeah. Based harem girls. We fucking hate him too. So like, you're good. You want some water? We have water. Like <laughs> <laughs> the original harem girl union. <laughs> make the note of this is the second story in which we have to listen to it and this is the second story i'm glad that we don't have to watch because it just feels like torture porn with ian and barbara with ibrahim slathering honey on ian's face and chest while they're in the desert so that the ants will come along and start eating him i'm like i'm glad i don't have to watch this this sounds horrific (laughs) and apparently they actually were like using live ants and like they had ants like crawling up the arm. William Russell refused to do the scene. So a uh, stagehand stepped in as like his arm double. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do it either. I don't blame him. <laughs> also forgot to mention back in the Wheel of Fortune, William Russell only appeared briefly in, re- in pre-recorded segments at the very end where he got knocked out. Uh, because he was on vacation. This is an episode about when the Doctor Who cast goes on vacation. <laughs> Did you think it was weird because Ian escapes from Ibrahim and basically forces him at sword point, telling him to take me to the city. And then when they get to the city, it feels like they're all buddy-buddy. Yeah. Like they have like a weird friendly rapport. And I'm like, when? What happened in this road trip, in this buddy comedy road trip leading to the city that made you suddenly chums. Luckily, there's a trilogy of Doctor Who novels that explains that, Mac. If only we would cover Probably. it in the podcast. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, and then the episode, rest of the episode is just them getting the fuck back to the TARDIS. That is one thing I appreciate about this episode. I don't remember exactly what they say, but there's a point after the kind of like spat with Leicester and Richard that the Doctor Vicar kind of like, we should leave. Like, whatever's going on here, we should not be a part of it. <laughs> we should get the fuck out of here. I always appreciate I always appreciate the moments of clarity of, we should always be leaving. And it's really sad. It's really, really sad that um, the cliffhanger for the next story was my favorite part of the episode. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree. Because I was like that too. I was, I was like, like, ooh. I was like, ooh, this sounds interesting. I'm going to go ahead and skip asking you about this episode in particular. And let's just go straight into final thoughts, shall we? This episode is forgettable. I'm gonna bad. This is bad. <laughs> I'm gonna hit end on this podcast and forget, or on this recall and forget literally everything about this episode. It's boring at its best, and I was happy I didn't have to watch it at its worst. Yep, because I feel like I feel like even if we did have the video, I would I would probably like it less. <laughs> probably, I can list like one or two specific scenes that I liked, like Vicky's panic that the doctor might be leaving. Any any good scenes that happened in this were revolving around the Doctor. 
it was once once it was the Romans all over again. And I know you hated all of the Romans, but for me, the only good parts of the Romans were the bits were Doctor and Vicky. And this time, it was only like one or two specific scenes. And like the more we're talking about it, the more I'm like, maybe I should have put it further down on my ranks. It's one of those things where like, I I really just like don't have an opinion. Like I don't have a visceral reaction to anything in it, aside from the racism, which was cringe. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it's the worst episode because the Romans is still the worst episode. I don't think I've ever reacted so violently to anything in my life. <laughs> I'm just looking at my ranking list now, and I lied. I don't think I can move it any further down because because right now I have it at second lowest, uh, right below, right above the Web Planet. I was like, no, no, the Web Planet was worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I had to go through, if I had to go through and watch one again. It would be this one between that and the web planet. <laughs> At least the web planet was just like there were some moments that are hilariously bad, but the web the web planet was just like the constant beeping, and the Monoptera speaking. It was just like I ah oh God, turn it down, turn it down. This one has so, the benefit of I could do literally anything else while I'm doing it. Well, this was definitely a very short episode. Usually our short episodes are just because we have there were only two two parts, but. Uh, Nope. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Whoops. <laughs> Dropped the ball on this one. Uh, yeah, I do. But it's, what is there to say, really? I mean, there's nothing to watch. And the episode being lost was probably for the better. Probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe we should le- let this one stay lost to time. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right. And that's it for this episode, guys. Uh, if you like this, you can follow us on Twitter at QuickTripDW. And if you want to follow me and Mac specifically, you can follow me at CLB underscore Clark. And you can find Mac at Mac the Meh. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Stitcher, all the popular podcast channels. And if you want to support us, the best thing you can do right now is uh, leave a five-star review and tell your friends. And join us next time on a quick trip through space and time in which we watch the first episode that deals with the dimensions of space and time in... The Space Museum. 